incredibly exciting. It's really about as a developer, that's an amazing feeling to have. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to dun, 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 episode 40 of the latest PS5. We've hit another milestone, another 10 in the bag. I'm your host, Sunny <laughs> Sangera. I'm joined by Mr. 40 himself, Alex Sylvester. How you doing? What's up, what's up, what's up? Yeah, we're breaking close to that number, aren't we? Um, but yeah, man. Uh, oh, yeah. Welcome, guys, to the latest episode of... What is this? Is it L- LPSX? Which one are we doing right now? This is the latest PS5. <laughs> PS5, okay, cool. It is indeed. We're going to record the latest PSX uh, after this show. So uh, episode 40 of the latest PS5 podcast is brought to you by our Patreon producers, George Rixey, Adam Batty, Martin Batterbury, and Scott McCluskey. Their support allows us to continue creating this podcast for you, the listeners. If you want to help support the show and receive some cool bonus content, then head over to our Patreon page, www.patreon.com forward slash latest ps5 there is a link in this podcast description bonus content includes access to our patreon exclusive playstation podcast which is called the latest psx and this week's episode is all about our most disappointing moments in gaming and as alex said there we are going to record it as soon as we finish recording here that should be a fun episode alex most disappointments in gaming it would be more than five if you were an xbox gamer but nonetheless (laughs) touch wood we're not you know we're here how you been doing I've been all right, man. I've been uh, managed to get some downtime. Uh, managed to play a few games. Uh, dive back into World of Cyberpunk. Yes, the most glitchiest game of the 21st century. I threw myself right back into it, and I think it kind of adds a nice little. Uh, t- well, it gives its own personality. Those twitches, those glitches. I mean, you're in the middle of a um, a mission, uh, and the person's right there next to you. They're telling you exactly what you need to do next, and suddenly they just stop talking, and you're thinking. Okay, you're gonna tell me what I need to do next, right? And uh, they don't, and then they just skip to the next thing. So obviously, you're gonna get blown up the next time, you know. When you that part again. Um, yeah. So um, yes, I'm pleased to update that the Cyberpunk 2077 is still riddled with glitches and bugs left, right, and center. But it's it's fun, you know. It's just laughable, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's testament to true gamers if you're able to still complete the game despite all the uh, glitches. You know, that's up to you. Just get myself my own platinum trophy. But anyway, yeah, man, I've bashed that game out, uh, and I've been playing a bit of uh, All in Order as well, uh, which is a phenomenal game. Freaking love that game. Mm, nice, nice. How about you? How about you, man? Um, mix and match. I tried. Uh, I started playing Maquette. I'm in, I'm in a lull. I need something to play, but I've, what I really want to play uh, is just like a, a, a linear, like horror game like like I'm, I'm actually craving like a resi evil right now but i don't want to play an old one i don't like playing stuff that i haven't already played you know uh that i've already played sorry so um yeah i finished hitman 3 great game absolutely loved it and i think you know yeah. after that i was like what do i need to play man i need to play something so tried the playstation mm-hmm. plus game on ps5 maquette it's a really really intriguing puzzler um yeah. it gets hard but it wasn't 
you know, scratching that itch for me. So I'll, I'll finish it, but I'm, I'm just put it to the side. Obviously, still playing Pez online. Uh, I just dove into dreams. I was like, you know what? It's now or never. I'm either going to learn to build things in dreams now while there's no games out. Otherwise, <laughs> Deathloop, Mass <laughs> Effect, Resident Evil, Ratchet and Clank, all these games yeah. will yeah. tell me you don't have the time to do dreams and I won't have the time. So now I'm thought, right, I'm going to get into dreams. I'm going to build me some space levels and yeah. play Interstellar the game. But I saw a couple of them, man. I mean, a couple of the levels that you did were pretty impressive, man. Especially the movement of that one, uh, that platform you did. Yeah, that's you know, it. Looked, you know, it's it's it's, it's it, a Mario. It's it's really really weird. It's like you have to put the time, but you get the reward. And the wicked thing about it is, it is really daunting. But when you go into um, the edit mode, like the creation mode, right, which is yeah. dreamscaping, they have all these yeah. tutorial videos. Okay. But while you're doing the tutorial, it's a it's a uh, box in box. So you're actually controlling the screen, and there's a video in the top corner, and you okay. can move that screen any way you want. And you're just kind of copying. You can even turn the video off and just have the audio from it. Um, okay. But it's cool because then it's like it, it's the one I, you asked me uh, when I showed you one of the levels, like how is it and like how's the controls, and I said really annoying. Um, I wish I'd done these tutorials before. I just thought, yeah, 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 I I clocked Metal Gear on Extreme. I can, I I always say this, right? I just say, look, I can do Metal Gear on Extreme. I can play any game. So I was like, I can build dreams without even looking at the tutorials. And I built what you saw without any tutorials. But then I was just like, yo, this is too hard. I need the tutorials. And I wish I'd done the tutorials first because it just made my life so much easier. (laughs) So is there like a campaign as well? Uh, yeah, there's a small campaign um, that Media Molecule created in the game, which is made within Dreams, which is really, really cool. Um, I don't even care. I just want to make my own stuff, you know. So, like, uh, I just want to I want to make... So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, this time next year, I will be the creator of Metal Gear Solid 6. I will be the creator of... Uh, I will finish PT for you, don't worry. You know, uh, I'll make the Pez game that we all dream about, the wrestling game. Dude, I'm on about Fight Night. I'm making Fight Night round seven. Wow. All right. Wow. I'm gonna, and we're listen. We're exclusive this episode, aren't we? Namco Bando, you best watch your ass. If you don't announce Tekken 8, I'm going to make it in dreams. So well, I for one will definitely be buying that copy. And then what's going to happen is I'm going to record the audio for it. So all you're going to hear is, he judge Mishima. And that's how it's pronounced in Tekken 8. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we'll move on, Alex. So we've got some news uh, this week. It's actually been a quiet, you know, for the first time in a while, it's a quiet week for PlayStation news, really. Nothing major like PSVR 2 or a slew of PlayStation VR games being announced. So shall we get right into it? Yeah, nice quick app. Let's go. Let's go for okay. it. Okay. Uh, so following on from two shows last year, which garnered over 27 million views, the Future Game Show will be back on March 25th for a special spring showcase featuring 40 games from more than 30 different publishers and developers, including Sega, Frontier, Warner Brothers, and EA. The show will be hosted by stars of the Resident Evil 3 remake, Jeff Shine, who played Carlos Oliveira, and uh, Nicole Tompkins, who was Jill Valentine. 
This is the first future game show for 2021 with future sco- future shows scheduled for June and August. One game already confirmed for the show is PS5 horror title Quantum Error, developed by Ooh. Team Kill Media. They've already announced there'll be an extensive gameplay video oh, nice. for us there. Nice. So it's nice. Uh, shout out to Frontier. They made my game, you know. You know, which one was it, Alex? You tell me. (laughs) Planet Coaster, bro. Planet Coaster. That's the one. But yeah, it's uh, it's nice. You know, we're coming to that time of year now, aren't we, where shows and things are going to be announced. Yeah, yeah. But I like Um, the fact that of the 40 games, 37 of them probably won't even care about. But there is always like three, you know, and uh, I'm intrigued to see. And this is where you sometimes see like, you know, just a wicked teaser trailer or a concept trailer or an idea. Yeah. You know, yeah. which snowballs into something much bigger. I mean, I didn't this... see the one last year. I missed I missed this whole uh, show last year. Was any good? No. Yeah. To like the obviously no at the time because we just wanted PS5 yeah. news right we just wanted Xbox Series X gameplay we just wanted PS5 gameplay but Sony were keeping quiet so everyone was yeah. reliant on third party developers to show their stuff but Sony obviously and Microsoft had everyone on lock so nobody was but, showing their next gen stuff so we yeah last year was a bit unfair for them because obviously the developers were tied to what they had on PS4 and the previous generation whereas now it should be really interesting because this is a platform for them. There is no E3, there is no Gamescom, there is no, you know, uh, Tokyo Game Show. So where are you going to get your game showcased to more eyes than usual? It's going to be on these digital shows, you know. So the future game show, um, I mean, it's interesting already, the fact that there's going to be a big gameplay demo of uh, Quantum Era. I want to see what the visuals look like. I want to see what the lighting looks like. I want yeah. ray tracing, I want audio, I want to see what that game is pulling <laughs> off. If listeners aren't aware, Quantum Error is one of the first actual next-gen gameplay videos shown. It's a horror game, very similar to Dead Space. You were yeah, really yeah. excited about it when you first saw yeah, it. Yeah, it looks amazing. Definitely looks amazing. Um, with the horror aspects, with the FPS, I mean, I think, and the, it just looks like mass um, amounts of zombies just, like, you know, piling at the screen at once, and you've only got, like, one, you know, one gun. <laughs> I mean, I just love that scenario. Um, I was just looking into that um, uh, that future game show last year. They had David Hater, who was presenting. Hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So that that, that would have been cool to see. Uh, so, yeah. And like it'll be interesting be- as well, the fact that it's got Warner Brothers listed, you know. So it'd be really cool yeah. to see if there was an update on, you know, even if it was just another trailer, a CGI trailer for Suicide Squad or yeah. Gotham Knights or something like that, you know. I know a lot yeah. of people are looking at Sega, as well for any Sonic projects, Endless Dragon, Warhammer, you know, Alien, which was obviously um, recently announced. That's not a Sega game, but, you know, yeah. it's interesting. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay, good. Well, another, yeah. it's going to be interesting this year, isn't it? Because everything's going to be transitioning to more uh, like Nintendo Direct, isn't it? Just literally all online. There's no need for a, a mm. whole. And I think last year everybody was like trying it and they weren't getting the formula right. You know, it's been a year now. And as I said, everybody was restricted on what they could show because PS5 yeah. and Xbox hadn't fully gone into flow. Whereas now, you know, the, the leash is off. Developers can show what they want as long as they're not in a marketing deal with a first party. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, and that's March 25th. It's going to say, you know, because obviously E3 is not happening this year. It'd be interesting to see what they could actually do with that branding. Obviously, the big boys like Microsoft, Sony, Xbox, 
there's, well, um, there's, there's no need for them to actually showcase that E3, but you know, for indie developers, you know, it's I big. mean, they could still use that E3 branding, right? Mm, de- definitely. And I think the one, okay, so from an, in, an industry standpoint, um, a lot of people have said over the years, we don't need an E3 anymore, dun, 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 dun. but for an actual physical E3, that's where a lot, you know, a lot of the deals get done in the bars after the show. Right. A lot of the deals get done on the show floor. A lot of the um, tidbits of news that accidentally come out of developers' mouth come at E3, you know. And, you know, uh, from personal experience, we had, uh, when I worked in the industry, we had a very big game that um, involved hacking. And uh, it was showcased as one of the first ever, like, next-gen games, and it blew people's minds. And the deal to get the marketing for that game took place in a pub over a game of pool. Wow. So as professional as you think the industry is, E3 is yeah. not professional, but deals get made there and then, you know, yeah. and it's just one of them where you kind of, I, I miss it. I I don't think E3 is necessary because obviously, you know, when you've got so many like cons, San Diego Comic Con, yeah. and you've got like PlayStation Experience, you know, Tokyo, you don't need all that stuff. E3 is yeah. irrelevant, but it's the me- it's the briefings, the Microsoft briefing, the Sony briefing, Nintendo's specific direct for that E3. So, yeah, you know, I think I actually do miss it because of obviously the lockdown and we've lost everything. So it'd be kind of nice to have a physical event. You'll never, ever beat that moment where Kratos walked out in E3 2018, uh, well, not 2018, but E3, um, I think it was 2015 or 2016 when he came out. And yeah, yeah. People went batshit crazy in the crowd and nobody knew it was a remake <laughs> of God of War. And then it wasn't just a teaser, it went straight to gameplay and people were like, ah! <laughs> what? It's, it's the live reactions are the best, you know? So, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, the future game show will do great work with it. I mean, I think the benchmark was set with DC Fandom. I think yeah. they did it right uh, from a gaming standpoint. Uh, you saw from Microsoft's initial <laughs> Xbox One gameplay thing uh, to obviously Sony's PlayStation 5 reveal, the levels jumped massively. But if you really yeah. want to interact and get people involved in the actual streams, then DC Fandom is definitely the benchmark yeah, really. you know, yeah, on that one. So we'll move on, Alex, to number two. Um, Naughty Dog is hiring for an upcoming multiplayer game with live service service elements, according to a recent job listing for an economy designer. Never, but you'll never get that in a Mega Drive game, right? An economy designer. <laughs> Initially reported by GameSpot, The Last of Us 2 Studio is looking for someone who can design, implement, and tune game economy and player progression systems in an unspecified multiplayer action game. This is most likely the job listing referencing what we have spoken about in previous episodes, and that is at The Last of Us 2's upcoming standalone multiplayer game, Factions. Yeah. Several bullet points in the job listing specifically reference the player and game economy, as well as a live ops team that will work alongside the economy designer to optimize the economy and respond to player needs. It sounds, dude, like The Last of Us 2 Factions will have a pretty robust and long-term in-game economy from the sounds of it. And, you know, it's funny because uh, the original Last of Us game had a multiplayer mode to it. And that, like, clocked up some crazy concurrent players, you know, constantly, even years after it came out. Because it's such a unique online game that you don't usually get, 
you know, it's it's not fast, it's slow. It's about crafting yeah, yeah. your weapons and fighting. It's like a real like if it was a real life post apocalyptic, no nice. guns or guns with only two bullets in it, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's, it's survival. Exactly, but it sounds like, you know, what we spoke about before, that they've just gone massive on factions, you know. Um yeah, it's, it's good to see, you know, breathe a bit of life into the franchise, just continually trickling over until obviously the inevitable release of the remastered version of Last That's of why Us I want to see this is it. I've got nothing to play before Dreams. I was looking at The Last of Us 2 and I was like, shall I? Shall I? And then I remembered this new story that we were going to talk about. I was like, no, because this is going to tie in with a PS5, like, you know, graphical update. Like, I yeah. can't touch it. I can't touch it. I can't wait. <laughs> you know, um, well, Looking forward to diving into the first Last of Us. Uh, yes, fans, I've not played the first Last of Us. Well, I've not played it all the way to the end. I mean, I had a little um, test of the, the initial, uh, the first level. But um, yeah, I'll be diving into that onto the PlayStation 5, so I can't wait to get my things onto that. After God of War, though, because God of War is just absolutely amazing. Um, By the time yeah, you finish God of War, God of War Ragnarok will be out, okay? <laughs> I can see you when you were online last. You oh, haven't God. played the last. You haven't played God of War anytime I soon. I haven't played it, man. I've been, I've been uber busy, man. But yeah, man, um, definitely. As soon as I've got like five minutes, you'll probably turn into like about two hours. And I'll, I'll crunch the game out, no problem. I mean, what the average play time to complete God of War is like, what, 40 hours? I could crunch that down in about <laughs> 10. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm not going to play it because obviously I, I don't really like multiplayer games that's not Pez or Tekken. So it's got to be sports orientated for me to really play yeah. online. But. It'll be inter- well, we'll see how it works. It'll be really, really interesting. Yeah. Cool. But I like the fact that it's a tough game to play. So, it, you know, and they did balance out that original multiplayer game on Last of Us um, yeah. really well. So, obviously, they're really going to town on factions mode. They want this to work. But what they need to do is give it free for everyone who obviously has The Last of Us 2 and just make it a PlayStation Plus, like an always free game on the PS5. Oh, right. Okay, that would be cool. Yeah, you don't sell this yeah. because it's just a, it's a mode, isn't it? It's not a full blown yeah, game. Yeah. So obviously, if you own The Last of Us Two, you should get the game for free anyway. The mode, sorry, yeah. for free anyway, and in, in, in just yeah. an update. And I think yeah, if they just whacked it on PlayStation and said, "Hey guys, uh, The Last of Us Factions mode is absolutely free for everybody. Just jump on as long as you've got PlayStation Plus. Just jump on, you get that. And then obviously, in the main menu says, if you enjoy this, why don't you try the single player? And you can buy the campaign. Then you know." Um, We'll see how they do it. It'll be interesting. Yeah, well, I might actually have to dive into it. Yeah, I'm not normally into these, like, you know, mass multiplayer online games, especially the uh, FPS ones. But um, I might actually dive into this one and see what it's all about. Mm. Obviously, after the first one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, whew, we'll move on to a game uh, that didn't need an online multiplayer. Got one, and it proved everyone wrong, and it was amazing, and it run loads of awards, and it's still running awards. And that's uh, one highlight from Sony's first party lineup last year was Ghost of Tsushima's staggering success in Japan, which is well documented at this point. The PlayStation 4 exclusive broke sales records in the Japanese territory for Sony. Most recently, it also inspired the real island of Tsushima to make Sucker Punch studio heads Nate Fox and Jason Connell permanent ambassadors for the island. That's nice, isn't it? (laughs) But now it's time to add some more praise to the game. At the Famitsui Dengeki Game Awards 2020, which took place over this past weekend, Ghost of Tsushima managed to scoop an impressive number of fan-voted gongs. Mm -hmm. Daisuke Tsuchi, the English voice actor and face of Jin Sakai, won Best Actor. 
Jin Sakai was also crowned best character on the night. The game itself won best graphics, best action adventure game. Meanwhile, Sucker Punch was credited as most valuable creator alongside Nintendo's Animal Crossing team. I mean, well, Nintendo. But that's what I'm talking <laughs> about. In a year when you know we transitioned to new machines, but in a year where you did have Cyberpunk and you did have The Last of Us Part Two, you were supposed to have Halo, but you didn't get it. Um, you know, and all these other big story narrative-driven games, and you know, it's nice to see that just a game that was different and it yeah. it took it, uh, it took a bold move to take a narrative driven story and whack it in an open world and mesh them both together where it works yeah um, it did yeah yeah and great action as well great cinematics uh obviously it looked gorgeous uh and it was quite a quiet year anyway for triple a games um so i mean that gave it you know that obviously worked in its favor and gave it all the room that it needed to shine because obviously if it would been released against any other AAA games, it probably would have been swallowed under. Well, that was know, it. Everybody thought it was going to get swallowed by Last of Us because there was only one yeah. month gap between the two, but it mm-hmm. did really well because people were just mm-hmm. like, no, I want to play the game. And mm-hmm. visually, it was just so stunning. Yeah. So, so stunning. Yeah, yeah. Platinum yeah, yeah, Trophy. So that's good. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I know. I love that game. But uh, obviously, great uh, news for Sucker Punch more awards coming in and obviously it's the worst kept secret in gaming and that is obviously that the sequel <laughs> is being made I can't that. wait yeah I want to see what the sequel's about yeah exactly man. I can't wait for the that. when's the, up, the, the PS5 upgrade coming out already there it's already there it's okay. already there mate right. you can already uh, the game's frame rate and resolutions have all been bumped up um, so it's mm-hmm. good to go already so everyone's just waiting for the last of us part 2's updates nice. you know that you know i think all the other big ones and obviously some of the naughty dog and chartered games and things like that uh, yeah. yeah naughty it's just naughty dog games come on naughty dog you know but i think the one everybody wants is bloodborne you know from software's game still at 30 frames yeah. it needs it didn't even get a pro patch with the ps4 oh, wow. pro game so people are waiting they want that bloodborne we'll see oh, what yeah. happens yeah create the demand you know you've got a guaranteed sale so there you go yeah man Excellent. Okay, so moving on to number four. After UK retailers used different tactics to ensure PS5 stock got into the hands of actual gamers, Curry's PC World has adopted a lottery system which makes buying a PS5 a matter of pure luck. Curry's PC World has tried more than most to combat scalpers and bots, although their anti-bot software not working properly is believed to be the reason their site broke down during previous restocks. <laughs> they've, now come up, they've now come up with a new lower-tech solution that involves registering for a priority pass, which gives you a random chance of Curry's contacting you with the option to buy a PlayStation 5. It's a similar system used by various US retailers to sell the Xbox Series X, and although convoluted, it has been praised by customers as at least being fair. They're trying, Alex, everybody's trying. Like, you know, there was another drop um, today, actually, um, on online. Uh, very, a couple of other places got it, because I saw it, that alerts had gone live, that PlayStation 5 stock, and then literally my phone beeped, it said alert, <laughs> yeah. PlayStation 5 bundles, it said bundles available yeah. at Very. Very is obviously yeah. a European website where you can order anything from. And yeah. with it, I made a cup of tea, sat down, I got another beep, which was about four minutes later saying PlayStation 5 is now sold out. 
at very i was like oh okay i didn't even get to, like you do you know it's 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 still happening people still want it but it's great for somebody isn't it this is this is fantastic i think it's great for everybody because microsoft Guaranteed. is having great success Nintendo's having great success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they can make the uh, consoles. Maybe um, the semiconductor sh- semiconductor shortage was a blessing in disguise for these guys. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely keeping the demand up there, which is you know the most important thing. You know, the last thing you want is for a lull. You know, uh, especially in terms of the hype. And recently, I've noticed. I don't know if you've seen it, but there's been a lot more um, adverts for the PlayStation Five now online. Just you know, what I mean, players know it. Just seems to be plastered everywhere. So. I think that I mean definitely a lot more than like like a month ago or two months ago. So um, it's definitely gathering. It sounds like they're giving a bit more confidence in terms of their supply, mm. uh, as well as keeping the uh, you know the mind shares. And it's obviously they got Ratchet and Clank, a, a couple of key games coming out which we've mentioned over the shows. Um, so it makes sense. But uh, yeah, it seems like stocks are going to be um, yeah replenished well soon-ish. I think from about April we should. Start getting a bit more frequency. Well, they got um, that they March thirty first deadline to hit seven and a half mil, so they need to push some oh, consoles out. That yeah. Um, also, you mentioned couriers in the UK. In America, we have um, Target. Target for so you American listeners. Uh, Target's going to be getting a massive batch as well this week. So uh, uh, keep your eyes out uh, and ears um, for whatever that's going to be dropping out. So just keep an eye out. Uh, but it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's just trips and grabs everywhere. Mm-hmm. And that was from Tech Radar. So Tech Radar, obviously they know their shit. So um, yeah, man. <clears throat> okay. Uh, you ready for number five, Alex? You're going to like this one. Mm. All right. The Resident yeah, Evil Village PS5 file size has been officially confirmed following yesterday's listing for the game on the Microsoft Store, which offered a rough idea of what to expect from the survival horror game in terms of how much space it would eat up. According oh, to the Twitter account PlayStation Game Size, which hasn't made a mistake yet, Capcom's upcoming sequel will eat up 27.325 gigabytes on your PS5 hard drive. Although, what? although... This is without any day one patch. Furthermore, users will be able to preload Resident Evil Village from May 5th, two days before the game's launch. Resident Evil Village is scheduled for release on May 7th, 2021 for PS5, PS4 and other platforms. The game takes place a few years after Resident Evil 7 Biohazard. Oh my gosh. Yeah, mate, but I mean... 27 gigs straight out of my bloody... How much is it? 600 and change? No, but when you think about... When you think about PS4 games that were rocking at 60, 70, 80, 90 gig to have a PS5 yeah. game like Resident Evil Village. I mean, it's going to be bigger than 27. There'll be a day one patch, which will probably yeah. add 10, 12 gig on there or something. But yeah, yeah. it's small it's when you consider games this past generation. <laughs> yeah, just getting us to just keep it in people's minds that, like, yeah, Resident Evil 8 is coming out. Uh, but yeah, um, I mean, that, that's good. Like you said, yeah, it's small in comparison. Uh, but uh, I guess it's going to be a bit more for PS5 users with the, uh, you know, the the high definition textures uh, and sound as well, um, but yeah, okay, well, great. I mean, I'm hyped. I know I want to see it. You know, I'm but this is obviously evidence of that. Uh, what Mark Cerny was talking about about compression systems on the SSD, about it all being revolutionary and quick, and how fast it can uncompress if it needs to, and things we'll like that. To, so we'll have to see. I'm not sure. I mean. Uh, right now, like I said, we don't know about the day one patch, you know, so anything can happen and it could easily just get blown up to about 50 gig, which is like what Miles Morales was, wasn't it, around that mm. that size? Um, so, yeah, so we'll wait and see. But I can't wait for uh, developers to actually get, like you said, get their hands and get to grips with the SSD so that they can actually just start 
you know, it would be a challenge to actually get like a massive game like Call of Duty, you know, underneath the 50 gig uh, limit. Could you imagine that if they were able to do that Call of Duty? I mean, we already saw the figures were looking at about what 200 gig or something, something ridiculous. Yeah. So that's mainly Warzone, <laughs> you know, that online game is so big the true. way they do it's it. True. And it won't change because Activision, unless they change the engine, they won't change the way they make the game. And they don't have to because they know that Microsoft and Sony will bend to their will because Call of Duty is too big. You don't, you don't take the, you, you, Call of Duty can get released broken. Sony and Microsoft can't say anything to them about it because it's such a big game, isn't it? It's like telling Rockstar, nah, we don't want GTA. Don't worry about it. It's too big. You're actually right. I think you're right because now we're going to have a war now. It's going to be about size. It's going to be about game size. And obviously, everybody talks about cup size. It's going to be about, okay, well, which game are you going to leave on your PS5 console or any console of choice? And is it worth staying there? And I guess if it's a game like Call of Duty, you know what I mean? It deserves that space. And like you said, they can just be big enough to say, yeah, we're not going to change our engine. We're not going to do anything with that SSD compression. We're just going to leave it full fat <laughs> as it is, you know, with all its hmm. excess. Because we know that if we're the, taking up the majority of your hard drive space, then there's less chance of you playing another game, you know? And that that's going to be a big thing in the coming years. I can see that, for, especially for this generation, you know, so... It's going to be interesting. So then it's going to be a case of other studios and developers looking at, oh, how can we actually make sure that we squeeze in? You know, how can we actually be the game which actually gets, you know, installed on people's hard drives for the longest time? Um, you know, it's going to be a size balance. It's going to be interesting to see how um, studios actually balance this. Mm. So, um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this game. Definitely. Um, as I said, it was a quiet news week. That's all the news this wow. week mate yeah yeah i know uh so we'll move on to the psn sale update which is where obviously we discuss um the latest deals and everything available to you the listeners if you have a playstation 4 or playstation 5 so launching today which is obviously wednesday uh we record early for patreon users uh launching today was a new prequels and sequels promotion where you can save up to 75 percent some highlights uh, which I've picked out include Spyro the Remastered Trilogy where you get to save 60% and it's down to 13.99 for all Spyro games. The Dark Pictures Anthology you can save 40% um, which is down to 26.99 that will be Man of Medan Chapter and Little Hope. Naruto Shippuden Shippuden. Shippuden. I know I've burped as I was saying it. So Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm Trilogy, 75% off at £8.24. That's all of those games in the trilogy for just £8.24. That's uh, a I know. Other games include Life is Strange 2, Borderlands, Mafia and more. So some decent games in that prequels and sequels promotion which is uh, yeah. a really cool and fun little promotion they've got. The Essential Picks is still available with games discounted up to 60%. Sorry, I'm burping because I had a 7-Up before I jumped on, and then now I'm just burping <laughs> like crazy. 7-Up and Sprite, they're the worst to drink. Yeah, definitely. Uh, games under £15 is still active, so if you want a small game there, you can uh, have a look. You can get some steals in there. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate is this week's individual deal of the week, which is 50% off. Uh, so in the UK, it's twenty four ninety nine for that one. And finally, if you don't have it yet, Ratchet & Clank is free for every single PlayStation owner, even if you have PlayStation Plus or not. And that's uh, available via the Play at Home initiative. Great wow. sale again. Non-stop sales. Sale, yeah. And remember, non-stop, listeners, yeah. PlayStation Plus games are available now. You have to add to library or... 
if there's no option to add to library and it's just download, click download and then just delete the download. But once you've clicked it, it's in your library, you own that game. If you don't add to library or download it, one of those options, you don't own it. And then when PlayStation Plus changes, you can't get the game because it's already gone. So just keep an eye on that. I ha that's when I was having a look. I was like, I need a game to play. What have I had on PlayStation Plus? There's 222 games on there. I was like, yeah, I'm not looking down. <laughs> that's a lot of games. But uh, when we really went to... Combat. Mortal Kombat Ultimate, I mean, that's like 25 quid. I mean, come on, that's that's brilliant. Um, what else have we got? What else have we got? Ratchet and Clank, obviously, that's I mean, that's that's grateful. So I need to be giving that away for free. Um, well, I think I should have to spiral the remaster trilogy. You know, if you just want a fun little platformer, if you've got a little one in the, the house, kids. it's great. Yeah, yeah. Great for the kids, I guess. Yeah, 13 yeah. 14 pounds for all the spiral games. Bargain, yeah, yeah, you know, well, the trilogy, the remaster trilogy, anyway. So that's pretty cool. decent. Okay, Alex, so we'll move on to the letters. Okay, Let me get that yawn out. All right. Uh, so this is from Ray from New Orleans. Thank you for writing in, Ray. Listeners, if you want to write in, you can. You can just tweet at latestps 5 You can DM us on Twitter as well, or you can email the latest PS5. That's the latest PS5 at gmail.com. So Ray from New Orleans asks, uh, Hello Alex and Sonny, can I say it's really cool that two dads talk PlayStation and aren't afraid to talk about gaming as a dad. I'm 38 and have three kids, 12, 7 Oof. and 1. Oh my god. Wow. Gaming for me is a luxury as time is restricted around working kids. I probably get around 3 or 4 hours a week alone to game. As dads, how do you play games and any advice or tricks to get more time? Keep up the dad talk as I and many other listening dads can relate. Thank you very much, Ray. And I don't think it's just dads, you know. I think there's moms there who game as well who don't have the time to play as well. So obviously it's all parents can relate to <clears throat> when we talk about not having time. But Alex, yeah, you've got twins, fun. mate. Same age twins. Yeah, how do you yeah, game? Twins. You just mentioned at the I top guess. of the show you have no time. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard, especially at the age that they're at now. They're just going back to school after this whole pandemic and craziness. Uh, so the good thing is, you know, whereas before they were kind of getting a bit loose in terms of, you know, the whole school structure, now they're actually going to be like mentally tired and drained, you know, from school. So it's times like this where I'll be able to just jump on and play a bit of God of War. So I'm a bit happy. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so for Ray, yeah, just uh, just hope the kids get back into school and just occupy them for the day. That'd be great, isn't it? <laughs> how about you? Uh, it's, yeah, you know, so, I mean, how much? How old are your twins, by the way, just for the listeners to know, so they know what you have to put up with? Oh, they're four. Four, four years old, and yeah. they're live wires. They're amazing. They've got all okay. the energy in the world. You don't get to game when they're awake. Um, they'll make sure of that because they want to game with you, and they're good gamers. As well, you know, so yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. But you got two as well, so how's it for you, mate? Uh, it's yeah, it's the same thing. It's obviously it's a bit easier with lockdown and that now. But Ray, I've always gone down the mental side of, and I'm yawning, so it's not a good time to say it. But I'd sleep when I'm old, <laughs> you know. So like, not really. That I don't usually get onto um, the games console because obviously the kids will go to bed by eight. And then, obviously, I spend time with the wife or whatnot. We watch a program or a film or something. And then um, then I'll get on the PlayStation. Unless, obviously, it's a really important game like you know that I really want to play. Like, when Ratchet comes out, that wife time's gone. And I'm playing Ratchet. I'm playing Ratchet instead. But 
I've always just gone down the mentality, if it's a game I really, really want to play, like God of War or The Last of Us, I just think, do you know what? I can stay up late to watch sports. I can stay up late to a midnight to watch a film in the cinema. Uh, I can stay up late when people are around. I can, you know, do that. Why can't I do that for a game? You know, I think that a lot of people think, oh, I'm not staying up for a late for a game, but you stay up late for so many other things. There's no reason, you know, and I know it's hard. It's not, cool, but it's, think, if you, I mean, your kids are older, isn't it? So like, I guess you've got that time where they're not as, you know, they're not as hyped, even though they are, what, what, five and seven, five and seven. Mm. Um, so yeah, so it's like, it's not as, it's not as crazy right now. You know what I mean? At least you got that disparity. But when you've got two boys who are pretty much egging each other <laughs> on every second and then egging daddy and mommy on, it's like, oh my gosh. So yeah. Right now, I just managed to put them down, so I'm I'm really happy that they're just quiet. So after we wrap up this, God of War, Kratos are going to take on whatever demons we're going to take on. But it's just like you said, you know what I mean? It's just given that time, you know. What didn't the Merovingian say in Matrix? It goes, um, "If one never takes time, then one could never have time." And I think that's definitely applies to anybody with a, a hobby, passion, or anything. Yeah. You've just got to just take it. You've just got to just block off two hours or three hours, what you, whatever you can in a week or day, whatever you can do. Or, and just make sure that when that's your time, just go for it. Let's let's take a page out of Miles' book from Into the Spider-Verse. You know, Einstein yeah. says time is relative. So, Ray, oh, you yeah. say you don't have time. Maybe it's too much time, right? <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, Ray, I'll be honest with you, you know, everybody's different in their scenarios. For me, it's just if it's a game that I really, really want to play, I will sacrifice a night of sleep to play it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll be like, right, I'm going to play this game. Like I remember when uh, God of War came out, I was literally up till like three, mm. four in the morning. And I was just taking my time, you know. Yeah. Um, and then when you get to the Valkyrie bosses, you spend the whole night fighting them. But like, <laughs> I was literally, you know, if it's a game you really, really want, if circumstances allow you to stay up late, do it. If circumstances allow you to be tactical, to uh, do something really nice for the wife uh, and then send her to the in-laws so you got the house by yourself, do it. You know, anything that can get you the time. But, yeah. you know, power to you, Ray, and all the other parents who are listening who still manage to game with children in the house. And if you don't have children and just a bickering other half who wants to watch films or TV with you and you don't get the game, respect to you all. It's, it's, it's a struggle we all go through, but we love it yeah. in the end. It's also even better now that I guess, like, um, uh, credit to the PS5 with the SSD. You know, I mean, that's this mm. one of the advantages, the unseen advantages that you could literally just, even if you haven't got enough time to, like, just do, like, maybe two hours or a massive session, like, you know, like, yeah, you could just, like, maybe get 20 minutes here or half an hour there with the SSD because it's always on. You know what I mean? It's in its low powered mode, and you could instantly dive back into the game with the SSD. And then you could just blast out, you know what I mean, like a little power session uh, for like 25 minutes, whatever, whatever you can do. And next thing you know, you're accumulating those those hours, aren't you? Mm. Um, that's quite similar to, that's what, what made the Nintendo Switch so um, powerful, uh, so popular as well. Uh, because Definitely. it's a pick up and play system. But the PS5 has got that ability, and I guess with the Xbox as well. But obviously it's a PS5 show. Get yourself one when you can. From Target or Curry's, wherever you are. Mm. Uh, from it's from New Orleans, so if you're New Orleans in the States, or the target mate, uh, get, your, get your hands on the PS5. Excellent, uh, thanks for the question, Ray. We'll move on to Danielle from London. Morning, gents. Your thoughts on the now completed Microsoft Bethesda deal and Microsoft stating that some games will be Xbox PC exclusive. Can I just say here, we said on this show 
when people were saying that, oh, nothing's going to come to PlayStation after Ghostwire, that basically tells me in the official Microsoft statement that, yes, Bethesda games will still come to PlayStation. Only yeah. some won't, you know. Um, but, I mean, it was going to get done anyway the moment they announced it. It's a big deal for Microsoft. It's huge. Games are still going to come to PlayStation because they're still going to want to make money as well. They will keep potential. I think, you know, when they're keeping big, big games, I don't, I, you know, it could be timed. Ex- you don't keep Elder Scrolls on one platform because you're missing yeah. out on 10, 15 million selling copies, right? And It's true, but it's also a console. It's a crowd puller as well, isn't it? So if you want people to get the game, you know what I mean, and especially onto your console, and you can sell other services on top of that. You know, you might just keep it as an exclusive. I think you, you see know. Elder Scrolls come to PlayStation. I think you see smaller games like uh, The Evil Within or Doom. Doom's not small, but you know what I mean. Um, the, may, maybe timed exclusivity for a year. I think we've hit a patch though with Sony and Microsoft are friends at the moment. You know, with MLB the Show and other games, whatnot. Uh, so. Yeah. Official marriage. Yeah, we'll see what happens, Danielle. But, um, you know, I see a lot of PlayStation fans online spewing hate. There's no need to spew hate. It's just a developer. It's just a publisher buying a development studio in Bethesda. You know, yeah. it's Bethesda have great games. You know, one way or another, you'll get to play them on PlayStation eventually. If not, you can always go into your PC and just whack Game Pass for a month and play it on there and you're done. So, <laughs> for a month. you don't need to buy a whole xbox you can just do it on game pass you know so that's the driving tool for this bethesda deal not to sell xboxes it's for the game pass subscriptions you know and it's a great acquisition for them but and also definitely definitely preserve bethesda isn't it so yeah and i mean microsoft or bethesda sorry i've already said that they're honoring the deal for uh death loop and ghostwire tokyo not to mention doom 3 is a bethesda game as well which is coming to psvr As well, so wow. nice. yeah. interesting, yeah. Alex. Yeah, it is. I think wow. we clocked this in under an hour this week. Oh, oh, but we're not finished yet, man. We still have the 10 second game. <laughs> we feel like a little game show theme for that. We we're trying to work in it, lads. Um, all right, so as you know, uh, listeners, uh, every week we try and stomp each other out with the 10 second game by throwing uh, five of the hardest questions most death-defying questions that you can find um on the internet uh and uh each week uh, we take it in turns and basically the challenge is you've got 10 seconds to answer the question which means that you don't have 10 seconds to google you've got to really go into your noggin you've really got to go into your mind palace to see if you can actually figure out what the answer is uh so basically this week uh the topic is going to be playstation obviously uh, but if you do want to send a question to either one of us uh, if you want to try and stump Sonny, uh, then you send an uh, email to me at the latest ps5 at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want to try and stump me, then you send a Twitter or a DM at the latest ps5, uh, just at latest ps5, right? Mm-hmm. On Twitter. Uh, okay, cool. So I'll just give you a hint as to what it is. It's going to be about the PlayStation 1. Yeah. So okay. your first question, mate. Your first question is. <sighs> We all know that the PlayStation 1 was a fantastic console. Yeah, it came out in what year did it come out? It came 94. Out 94. Well, that's not one of the questions, by the way. But yeah, <laughs> warm up for you. Uh, yeah, so it's good. All right, cool. So we're going to be interesting. We're going to look into the little peripherals. So first question for you, mate. Uh, what year did the DualShock pad come out? you got 10 seconds. 
97, because it came with Ape Escapes. Very good, very good. I I, I got mixed up with Gran Turismo then. I was like, no, it didn't come with Gran Turismo. It came with another game with monkeys in it. (laughs) (laughs) With monkeys in it, oh my gosh. All right, cool. So next question for you, Frank. Yeah, you got that right. That's one for you. Uh, Yes, I'm not joining the Zero Club. Woo! Don't worry, don't worry. There's still chances in the next couple of episodes. Uh, But anyway, next question. Uh, which PlayStation pad had the longest cable? 10, what? 9, 8, 7, um, 6, 5, 4, 3, Shock. 2, 1. It was actually, we were, the, uh, yeah, it is a dual shot, but the answer we were looking for was dual shot free. Uh, yeah, it actually worked out at 2.4. Bro, hold up. You said to me, you, you, that don't count because you said it's about the original PlayStation and then you just said which PlayStation pad. So I'm just thinking about all the PlayStation 1 pads. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, you can't say that, dude. You can't do that. Null and void. Null and void. Oh, sorry. Let me, sorry, we've just been. Okay, yeah, we just heard from the studio. Yeah, okay, cool. We can actually give you that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, no, the answer was actually the DualShock 2 pad at 2.4 meters uh, compared crazy, to the 2 man. meters of the original 2. I know, back in the day when we used to have cables, I mean, that's just mad, right? I know. Uh, obviously, that's these mad. days, kids can't even imagine a cable being tethered, you know, being tethered to their console. Mm. Um, but insane. Uh, okay, cool. Next question, mate. Uh, who was the original creator of the PlayStation, like the original designer of the PlayStation pad? Ten. Of the pad or the machine? The pad. Ten. Pad. Ken Kutaragi, wouldn't it? Six, five. I'm just going to stick with Ken Kutaragi. Two, one. And it wasn't actually Ken Kutaragi. It was, in fact, uh, a gentleman by the name of Teiyu Goto. Uh, and he was the designer of the original PlayStation controller. Oh, and he also leads us on to the next question, which is uh, the infamous symbols that we see on the PlayStation pad. Uh, now, they all have a, they all mean something. Yeah. So can you tell me what the circle represents? 10. What do you mean? Nine. On the PS logo? Like on the, yeah, on the logo. It actually all have a meaning. It's um, only got PS on it. There's no, 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 I'm talking about the triangle. Sorry, I should have said it. The triangle, circle, X, and square, they all mean something, yeah? So No idea, bro. You don't know? Okay, so the circle, yeah? Come on, just take a guess. I don't know. Uh, Eight, seven. All seven. around life, yeah? <laughs> if you come full circle. <laughs> That's actually not a bad answer. It's not, but it's completely wrong. Um, yeah, uh, the answer to that is it means yes or confirm. That's basically what the circle meant. Oh, my uh, God. Really? And then obviously, you should, you should be able to get this one then. So what would the cross mean? Piss <laughs> off, isn't it? <laughs> That's what it means. Time, ladies, gentlemen. Yes, the cross means no. It means decline. Uh, and again, just a bit of fun facts here. The uh, the triangle, take a guess at it. Ten, nine. Forward. Eight, Forward. Not bad, not bad. It actually means, no, it's wrong, but it's for view. Yeah, so I guess you can see that yeah, in game. Yeah, yeah. Like, games. Uh, and finally, uh, the infamous square button. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Menu, four, mode, three, two, options. <laughs> options, all very good answers, but unfortunately not what we were looking for, mate. Uh, we were looking for a sheet of paper 
Yes, indeed. The square on the pad <laughs> represents a sheet of paper. When I saw this stuff, I was thinking, oh my God, you know, like Sony pulled stuff right at their asses. I mean, even just like this, these questions here, but come on. <laughs> I'll probably actually add something else to it. But, um, but yeah, so basically triangle is for view. Uh, the square is for a sheet of paper. Uh, circle is for yes or confirm. And cross is for no. But that was obviously switched for the uh, the Western market so that was obviously a trick question as well uh, because over in the west um circle is no and cross is actually yes uh, to accept in games or for confirmation so <clears throat> that was just a bit of fun the last question yeah and this is really serious yeah and you've got to get this and this is about dual shot pads yeah so i know we're jumping around topic here but this one <laughs> you should be able to get which is the first dual shot pad with analog triggers 10 Nine, eight, PlayStation ones, six, the PlayStation five, One pad had it. Three, two, what? I'm sorry, mate. It's it's not analog triggers. <sighs> you said analog sticks, bro. Analog sticks, man. I said analog triggers. I didn't say triggers. I had <laughs> sticks. I had <laughs> sticks, mate. You know what I mean? All right, listeners, you can rewind it back and you can figure out exactly what was actually said. Uh, but actually, the answer we were looking for. Um, for the question, which was which was the first pad with analog triggers, was the in fact the DualShock Three pad, which came out with the PlayStation Three. I don't know, man. I yeah, thought I, I just said sticks. That's why I said cool. the original PlayStation pad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a bit of fun, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, <laughs> that was the one for this week. Uh, you didn't do too bad, actually. I mean, yeah, you did get stumped on the um, all symbols. Uh, so I'll probably give you like half of that. Um, in terms of the longest cable, yeah, you kind of you got half of that as well. Um, for the triggers, <laughs> I'll give sticks, bro. <laughs> you said sticks. <laughs> Didn't say sticks. So triggers. Yeah, even though the headset right now isn't the best, uh, I need to get that sorted out. Um, so yeah, so what you're looking at out of four questions this week, um, you're looking at two and a half, mate. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Not Excellent. Bad. Well, listeners, yeah. thank you very much for listening this week. We'll be back next week, and hopefully it'll be a faster news week. We're off now to record uh, our Patreon-exclusive show, which is the latest PSX, which we're going to quickly run down our biggest disappointments in gaming. So if you head over to www.patreon.com forward slash latest PS5, the link is in the description. You'll see loads more episodes from that PlayStation show where you can hear more about PlayStation each week, and it helps support this show and help keep the lights on. Alex, you have the final say of the week. What are you saying? Ah, the anniversary is coming up, ladies and gentlemen, so stay tuned. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you said no, sticks. I did not say sticks.